It is clear that the messaging has begun to change, and our elites want us to be afraid, double-masked, quintuple-boosted, and very compliant, because totalitarianism never gets a day off, and we must never let a crisis go to waste. However, despite the desire for return of the tyrants, there are several spots of good news that we want to highlight. I'm aware of the fact that COVID fatigue set in years ago, and I know it's easy for many of us to be overwhelmed and discouraged, but the only way for us to understand what's really going on and how we must respond to it is shining a very bright light down the deep, dark, slimy sewer of godless corruption. And lucky for you, this Italian is on the job. We can be your truth plumbers. It's September 5th. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch. Hey, hey, welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We're so thankful that you've joined us yet again on the program. We're so happy to have you. And we want to remind you that all our programming is brought to you in part by the partnership of Liberty Coalition Canada with Christian Week. LCC exists to proclaim Christ's righteousness and defend those who stand. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, balanced, and hopeful perspective on national and global issues. If you want to help support our podcasting arm specifically, we would ask that you go over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. That's libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. You can scan that helpful QR code at the bottom of the screen as well. That'll take you directly to the page. And while you're over there, we would ask that you would click on the shows and analysis box. And then that way you can leave a tax refundable donation to Christian Week. You can make it out to Christian Week um, so you can help support our, our programming here on uh, at Liberty Coalition, and we really, really re- would appreciate it. Just want to let you know, we are on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, flfnetwork.com, and you can actually check us out now by downloading the newly launched pub tv app so pub tv app is the new flf network app it looks slick it's going to take a while to get all our content up there right now most of our shows you can just uh, listen to the audio but we're working on getting more and more of the video up there as we kind of slowly roll this out with flf so we would appreciate you going over there check out the new uh, the slick app it is beautiful uh, you don't want to miss that at all and we are excited andrew to be back um and we we missed you while you were away. I hope the move went all well and uh, everything, everybody's getting settled in and everything. It's always a difficult thing. Uh, you know, having just done it, we understand. I'm in a new location here for a few weeks at my in-laws. You look like you're in the bat cave. Uh, I but am, it's all I am good. in a new location. This is actually <laughs> not going to be set the way it is. There's uh, several adjustments and some banners that I'm going to hang behind me. So mm-hmm. we're getting set up. I may not be may not even be in this spot. I might be around on the other side of the table. Well, I All that like to say, you look- I, I, I know, but I let, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I can hang a banner behind me. It's not going to be the same getup. Yeah. Uh, I'm not at home and all my books are at home. So whatever's behind me won't be highly academic. But yeah. coming back from a two-week hiatus, there's a few things we just wanted to bring to your attention. Mm-hmm. A few announcements we wanted to bring to our audience. Some events you need to know about. First of all, 
We have a couple of live episodes of Liberty Coalition podcast coming next month in October. So Monday, October 23rd at Trinity Bible Chapel in Waterloo and Tuesday, October 24th at Trinity Baptist Church in Burlington. Both mm -hmm. of these live episodes will be taking place from 7.30 until 9.30 p.m. And we will have live in person Mike, Tim, Matt, and myself, as well as special guests. The cost is going to be $25 per person. More info is coming out soon. So make sure if you are in the Ontario and surrounding area or if you want to come from out of province, you are more than welcome to. October 23rd and 24th, leave those days open. That's first. Second of all, the Spark Leadership Conference. Matt and I were talking about this before we broke for a little vacation. It's happening October 31st to November 1st. It will platform Canadian stories to illustrate the current evangelistic, legal, and cultural challenges facing the church in North America. It hopes to spark the American church into flame as we testify about walking according to the Word of God in the context of secular authoritarianism and expose Christians to great teaching and godly examples. Speakers include our very own Michael Thiessen, Dr. Joe Boot, pastors Tim Stevens and Nate Wright, as well as our own James Kitchen. Tickets are $50 each, and they are available at sparkconferences.org. We've also been telling you about our friends at Rocklink for over a year now, but I bet you didn't know that over 200 families have transferred their assets away from woke financial institutions to Rocklink Investment Partners, and we are thrilled about that. This means that freedom-loving families across Canada have transferred millions of dollars away from the status quo and aligned their hard-earned money with a company that truly shares their values, and we mean that in every sense of it. Join the movement today. Email Rocklink at info at rocklink.com or visit them, www.rocklink.com. That's link with a C. We, uh, we began our episode with a little bit of a funny video about COVID coming back. It was really a toss-up between Without Me by Eminem, right? So guess who's back? Banana. But there's some images there that are less than savory. So, But that was on my brain. But this was also on my brain, um, that scene from Independence Day. And so it's kind of funny, haha, the COVID molecule. But the truth is, and this is something that we were discussing incessantly in the last two weeks so even though we're not filming even though i'm moving even though we're on vacation our chat is blowing up with all of these stories all of these articles mm -hmm. the legacy media is pivoting its messaging and all at the same time in the states and in canada and all in the same direction and what they want is they want us to be ready for more COVID, because new variants and outbreaks are a very very scary thing according to the propaganda arm. So the Toronto Star, which I don't know, used to be a decent publication, it is saying experts, so you're gonna hear that, you're gonna hear that phrase in a bunch of these articles, experts, but what you really need to hear are cult witch doctors who are just shaking the bottle of bones out to see what's gonna happen. That that's who the experts are. They're shamans. So the experts, <laughs> uh, according to the Toronto Star, are warning us about what they call, and by the way, we talked about this last year, they were warning about the triple-demic coming out of the summer into the fall. Now that school is starting, we need to look out for the triple-demic. So doctors are worried about a quote-unquote triple threat amid a concerning rise in COVID cases, which the PCR test is garbage 
anyways, as kids are getting ready to go back to school, except if you happen to be a responsible, God-fearing parent, because you would never send your kids to state-funded propaganda schools. You would have them at home or in a private Christian or classical school. But here's what they're saying. You're sending your kids to school. It's going to get bad. So this triple threat, the triple-demic is COVID, RSV, and the flu. And they're expected to surge as the summer winds down, as classrooms fill up. So this is from the star. Quote, people are close together. People are on vacations. Like the way they're framing it, people are close together. People are on vacations. It's scary. Children are back in school where they're sitting next to each other. Bum, bum, bum. And so the incidence of all viral infections increase, says Dr. Propaganda Fearmonger. Sorry, Dr. David Goldberg, Chief of Pediatric Infectious Diseases at St. Joseph's Children's Hospital in Patterson, New Jersey. Now, kids don't spread COVID. We know that. And we know that the statistical chance of them dying from it is zero. Nevertheless, we also have this gem from the Globe and Mail titled, quote, what you need to know about COVID-19 as we head into the fall. <laughs> what you need to know is everything's okay and live your life. But the Globe and Mail says this, quote, COVID-19 infections are rising again in Canada just as children return to school and adults prepare for indoor gatherings where respiratory viruses of all kinds spread more easily. I thought they wanted us to get, this is funny because I remember when they said, lock yourselves indoors and don't leave. But now they're saying that it spreads more easily there, which is kind of what we were saying three years ago, which is why we said get outside and get fresh air. But it's okay. The science changes. Okay. So continue. <laughs> Scientists the world over are also keeping a close eye on a new variant ba.2.86 uh, or as a friend of mine said the other day the new variant is bs.24.7 i thought that was <laughs> i thought that was quite apt yeah um but anyway so it's it's different from today's predominant strains sorry it's as different from today's predominant strains as the original omicron was from its predecessor delta and but it's experts probably... Yeah, but experts, cult witch doctors, right? Shaman bone doctors. But experts say Canadians are better off preparing than panicking. You don't have to panic and you don't have to prepare. Just live your life. But anyways, it continues. The vast majority are safer from COVID today than in the early years of the pandemic, thanks to a combination of vaccine and infection-induced immunity. That is a lie. Um, it's not because of that, because as we're going to see the jabs have had the opposite effect. So we're, we're being told, get ready. It's going to get bad. Mm -hmm. Be prepared. Yes, the messaging's ramping up. And I'm so sick of talking about this. I truly, truly, truly am. But as you said at the top of the program, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's the policy of our elite expert class. And I think you're right in calling, comparing them to bone doctors because... That's more in keeping with what they truly are. However, let's move on and move forward uh, because we got to talk about the other side of the coin, right? As we move into flu season, cold season, COVID season, which, you know, especially as things attenuate with the virus is nothing more than just a different annual cold. Um, as we move into the season, well, what are we going to see as well? The return to messaging concerning mask. This is 
from the Western Standard. As COVID-19 restrictions appear to be ramping up once again around the world, Alberta Health says anyone who feels safer wearing a mask should do so, said Charlotte Talion, senior press secretary for the Alberta Minister of Health. Quote, there is currently no evidence to suggest emerging variants can cause more severe illness than previous versions of the virus, Talion said. The government will, however, continue to monitor the situation. Notice, though, how they didn't say masks don't work, because that would be to tell you the truth, and they can't say that. In fact, they have to strongly encourage them to double down on all the lies that they do. That's what the article should read. The article should read, quote, there is currently no evidence to suggest that masks do anything other than cover your face and make you more sick. That's what it should say, but that's not what it does say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all it says is, well, the virus doesn't appear to be severe at all, which is obviously the case. If it's an attenuated virus, as all viruses do, from Omicron, which was very much not deadly at all, uh, which is a downgrade on a disease that in total was very much not that deadly to begin with, um, we're, we're just looking at, again, like I said, essentially a common cold. But now, because we've been conditioned as the public to respond to infectious diseases, a scary sounding term, but all that means is flus and colds, those types of things, those are infectious diseases. So though it sounds scary, it's not necessarily scary. Um, Now that we've been conditioned to respond in the way that we did during COVID, well, they're going to ramp it up over and over again. And we covered that, right, Andrew, when we're talking about the UK, they were talking about using the conditioning that has been put in place by COVID-19 for other crises, including climate change. And we're seeing now every cold and flu season, what's the same drum that's going to be banged on from all government health officials and all the media it's the same sort of fear monitor or fear and panic panicking and all that sort of sort of thing so we also have this uh from a ct ctv news article titled Quote, despite rising COVID cases in Ontario, masks will not be mandatory in schools. So this is another quote from the article. The Ontario Ministry of Education will not mandate mask wearing when students return to class this fall. Education Minister Stephen Leachy has confirmed, quote, As is the case with every jurisdiction in Canada, masks will not be required in Ontario schools, he said in an emailed statement to CP24. Quote, we have taken significant action to improve ventilation in every single school, deploying 100,000 HEPA filter units and improving mechanical ventilation using the highest MERV 13 quality filters. However, what Leachy failed to say, failed to mention, is exactly what we just pointed out, that masks don't work. And a lot of the stuff that we've seen over the last two or three years was just pure, unadulterated propaganda and fear mongering, Andrew. Um, anyways, a, a COVID-19 outbreak, get this, Andrew, has been declared at Royal Victoria Regional Health Center's Transitional Care Unit 
in Barry. So apparently we're still so it's doing like a hundred, this. It's like a hundred people, right? It's a hundred people, right? It's an Probably. outbreak. Probably. It has right? to be. Yeah. Outbreak is like, it's a whole country, right? This is from the Simcoe News. Five, count them. And oh, five. five. Patient, yeah. Handful. Five patients have tested positive for COVID-19 and have been isolated. Enhanced cleaning measures are underway, as well as swabbing of patients and staff. Wow. For five people with a cold. Crazy. Admissions to the unit are now on hold at this time, and visitors are not permitted although some exceptions may apply it's amazing andrew that they're still de- dealing with covid as though it were the wild type and we're back in march of 2020 it's absurd well it, our friends to the south are also on this covid ride they're uh they're 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 careening as well as we are so a tsa that's a transportation security administration a tsa whistleblower has revealed that mandates are coming back. Quote, according to the official, TSA managers were told in a Tuesday meeting two weeks ago that mask mandates will be imposed on TSA officers and airport employees beginning in mid-September. Restrictions will escalate so that by mid-October, pilots, flight crews, and passengers will also be required to wear masks. Now, you might be thinking, that's crazy. They can't and they won't bring mask mandates back. No one would buy it. Or would they? So this is from Breitbart News. Quote, Lionsgate is requiring employees who physically work at its headquarters in Santa Monica to wear masks at all times when in the building, effective immediately, except when alone in an enclosed office or large open workspace. In addition, employees are required to submit to daily COVID testing and to report the results to the company according to an internal memo obtained by deadline. Now, but that's just Hollywood elites, right? They do their own thing. They're, they're wild. They're silly. Well, not so much. This is from Fox News. Quote, Morris Brown College announced on its Facebook page it was implementing mandatory COVID-19 remediations, including wearing masks at all classes and functions for the next 14 days. In a statement dated August 20th, 2023, so several weeks ago, all students, faculty, and staff were being asked to wear a mask, practice social distancing, and quarantine if they're feeling sick. The college says it is reinstating the policies due to reports of positive cases among students in the Atlanta University Center. Now, The Blaze released an article highlighting five other American hospitals that have brought mask mandates back. Okay, so we have a production company, we have a university. Here are five hospitals Auburn Community Hospital in Auburn, New York, United Health Services in Binghamton, New York, Upstate University Hospital in Syracuse, New York. Kaiser Permanente Santa Rosa Medical Center in California, UMass Memorial Hospital in Worcester, Massachusetts, and anecdotally, a friend of mine told me the other day that the long-term care facility where his parents are have also experienced, I think, one or two people getting sick. So this is in Ontario. And they also have implemented testing and nasal swabs and distancing once again for the residents and the staff and the visitors. So it's totally absurd. It's, it's it's clear. The messaging is, is clear. They are, they are, what they're saying is get ready. It's going to get bad again. We're going to do a soft implementation of mandates. 
And the fact that the Ontario would say, so th- this is my thought. This is me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little tinfoil hat here. Okay. Ontario, the, the education, you know, the Minister of Education said, we're not implementing mask mandates. We don't think that that's the case right now. Now, why on earth would they even say that? Well, some might say, well, it's because of all the pressure. There might be pressure from, you know, parents who have succumbed to mass formation psychosis and teachers who are who are damaged psychologically, who are gripped by fear. We need masks, maybe. Or it could be, so this is the conspiracy theorist in me, or it could be that they are anticipating reinstating mask mandates in classes, but they want to appear to be reasonable now. So by saying, listen, we don't see there's a reason to bring mask mandates in, so we're not going to. So then if they do bring mask mandates in, they can look back and say, listen, our go-to wasn't masks. We told you we don't want to do it unless the evidence supports it. So we're reasonable. We're fair. I think that's what's going on. Otherwise, I don't see reason. The same thing in Alberta. Why would they say, listen, for now, wear one if you want to. Mm-hmm. So that if they bring the mandates down later, they can say, hey, it's not like we forced masks from the beginning. It was a personal choice. And now that's what I think the messaging communicates. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm glad to be wrong. But it mm-hmm. seems like they're setting themselves up as being reasonable so that when they drop the hammer, they can say, hey, we tried to be reasonable, but things mm-hmm. got worse. We had no choice. Those are well, my thoughts. Yeah. And regardless of what happens in that case, like neither of us are prophets nor sons of a prophet, although we quite often are prophetic and prescient in what we say, apparently. Um what is happening is this is the questions and this is the media narrative arc that is being formed around blue and cold season as we enter fall. So out of the questions that are being asked to these government officials by the media, these are the ones that are being hi- highlighted. So this is this is very much, it, regardless of the intentions of the specific governments, this is an absolute intentional pushed by the media to push this narrative down Canadians' throats and to to choose to highlight a cold over everything else that is happening in our country. They could be highlighting many, many other different things, but this, we're, we're now almost four years down the road from the onset of COVID. Yeah, Right. It's it's crazy. They're still they're still beating this drum. They're still there. Although they'll have a few sentences where it's like, oh, yeah, well, we don't expect this to be a serious disease. They're still pushing the narrative as though we're in, you know, March of 2020. They're still choosing to keep COVID in the spotlight and never let the story die. And that is an intentional design by our media to keep fear-mongering, to keep pushing this narrative down people's throats, um, which will set the table and does actually apply pressure to a lot of these politicians who still are in this reflective news cycle where they're just 
regurgitating, talking about, thinking about, acting on the news articles that are being forwarded on Global, CTV, Toronto Star, uh, CBC, all this stuff. That's the, that's the reality of the situation, regardless of whether or not they're kind of soft playing this until they actually say, oh, but look at the case numbers. We have to be responsible and then roll roll this uh, these mandates out again. Regardless of that situation, what they're doing here is totally absurd, and that's what we, why we have to continue to be talking about COVID. Well, now is not the time to sit idly by and hope that our power-driven systems resolve themselves. Not after three and a half years of heartache, loss, and despair. Our families deserve better. Our communities deserve better. Our nation deserves better. We don't expect the government to fix our financial future. We create our own economy. Barter It is a community of people who are passionate about shopping local, freedom of choice, and free speech, while creating new pathways for a true parallel economy. Head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today and click on Barter It for Individuals. That's the box on the left. Make sure you sign up as a VIP before the official, official launch, and you'll get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings, and 1,000 bits to spend in the system. That is $1,500 worth of value for $197. LibertyCoalitionCanada.com slash barter. So we got the messaging from the media. What mm -hmm. else do we have to talk about today, Matt? Yeah, so with all the messaging coming down from on high, being about you know the fear and and all the nonsense uh, being forwarded from COVID, telling us to prepare for this doom-filled fall, we do have a few bright shining moments from the news that we uh, want to highlight when we were when we were gone. There was a little bit of truth to sanitize for us from all of those lies. So this is from the Epic Times. Quote, Health Canada was aware of the presence of residual plasmid DNA as a process-related impurity during review and prior to the authorization of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, the agency said in the email to the Epic Times. The plasmid DNA is used in the manufacturing of mRNA vaccines and is supposed to be removed to a level below a threshold set by the health regulate, regulatory agencies before the final product is released for distribution. But microbiologists Kevin McKernan and Dr. Philip J. Buckholtz have found the amounts of DNA in the injections to be potentially 18 to 70 times higher than the limit set by one regular regulatory agency. Health Canada didn't indicate that it was that it uh, had conducted its own testing of the material, but says it reviewed the testing data provided by the manufacturers for every vaccine lot. So they don't really care they should care because it's poison but they don't care they're aware the poison's in there but i guess they're not doing a lot to stop it that's the reality of the situation this is a story from zero hedge 
Quote, although we've been told Pfizer's COVID vaccine is manufactured with harmless messenger RNA, that's mRNA, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's, that's the FDA, product label shows contrary. It contains artificially modified RNA. That is a key ingredient that is not naturally occurring and possesses a substantial risk to human health. That's right. You got it. According to Pfizer and BioNTech's COVID vaccine label in the FDA's fact sheet on healthcare providers, each Pfizer vaccine dose for children ages 5 to 11 contains 10 micrograms, MCG, of mod RNA, while fully approved co- Corminati authorized for use to individuals 12 years of age and older contains 30 MCG of mod R and A. So there you go. A little bit of light shining in on the darkness of the Yeah, vaccines. I don't remember hearing about modified RNA. I heard about no. messenger RNA, but I don't remember hearing about modified RNA. That's curious that they would omit what is supposed to be a potentially very dangerous and hazardous bit Isn't it of- amazing, Andrew, yeah. how much information is coming out concerning these novel uh, gene therapies that weren't available to the public when governments were forcing people Yes, jab them in their arms. Yep. Isn't that let's, amazing? Let's, let's hide all our fact sheets and and, and <laughs> unveil them in seventy five years. Yeah. So <laughs> I've known for a long time. We've known for a long time the jabs are harmful, and that we've been lied to, and the information has been covered up. Now the same is true with masks. So this, to their credit, is from the Daily Mail. They actually published this quote: "The surgical N ninety five mask has been held up as the gold standard when it comes to protecting against COVID." But a study quietly reshared by the National Institutes of Health in spring suggests a tight-fitting mask may expose users to dangerous levels of toxic chemicals. Researchers from the Yobuk National University in South Korea looked at two types of disposable medical-grade masks, as well as several reusable cotton masks. The study found that the chemicals released by these masks had eight times the recommended safety limit of toxic, volatile, organic compounds. Inhaling TVOCs has been linked to health issues like headaches and nausea, which was one of the most common side effects listed by people, both anecdotally and in terms of studies. People complained incessantly about headaches and nausea with with excessive mask wearing. While prolonged and repeated wearing has been linked to organ damage and even cancer, even cancer. So here is an abstract. We're just we're flying through this because, like I said at the lead in in the last two weeks, we thought it won't get that wild. It's a summer. People are on vacation. But everything we're covering here is all stuff that's come out in the last two weeks that we were filling up our chat with and importing in a document knowing we need to cover this stuff when we come back. There's so much, so much. So here's an abstract from the Justice Center reports and analysis of excess deaths rising in Canada. So this is from the JCCF, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom. Quote, this report shows that excess deaths in Canada continue to be a significant problem in 2022 for all age groups. Excess deaths in 2022 increased to an estimated 37,000 
compared to an estimated 21,000 in 2021, an approximate 75% increase. And Matt and I, we've talked about this when we've looked at the Statistics Canada information that they stopped tracking at a certain level when deaths start to spike in certain provinces like Alberta and Manitoba. So it's been increasing in a way that cannot be explained by just COVID. So as of June 2023, 24% of the 2022 deaths from all causes were still categorized as information unavailable. 24% of them information unavailable or were attributed to ill-defined or unknown cause, which if you have a jewel-encrusted tinfoil crown, that means COVID shot. Okay, so agencies such as Statistics Canada have provided little analysis of the causes of excess deaths occurring across Canada in 2022. Data releases and reports of causes of deaths have been subject to significant and inexcusable reporting delays. Further, it appears that deaths attributed to COVID-19 may have been overreported, especially in Quebec. This is from the JCCF. And last, this was a little, it was a very interesting Substack article that I came across with the receipts, with the actual release from the medical officials. According to documents filed by the Queensland Chief Health Officer that were only revealed in legal proceedings, okay, only because it was in court, the first COVID death in Queensland, Australia, after the rollout of the COVID shots, was a man in his 80s who was double jabbed. So think about this. They roll out the shots. After they roll out the shots, you're going to have a period of six months or so between your second shot. So the shots are rolled out. Six months at least pass. No one, no, no one, no one dies af after this. The first death after the shots were rolled out was a man in his 80s who was double jabbed. And yes, they would have kept this a secret if it did not come out in court, because this is the kind of thing you don't want to come out in public. You mm -hmm. want to bury this deep. Exactly. And just so everybody knows, every show that we do, all the receipts are in the show notes. So they're there. So if you want to have a conversation with your loved ones or your friends, you can show them that those receipts. You can pull them up. You can say, here is the yep. court document that and this, you this want particular one at least if the link is to a sub stack but when you scroll down it actually shows screenshots of the release from the health minister highlighting you can see dates you can see who died how old they died their vaccination status it's all there for you to see we're not yes. just making this stuff up exactly exactly so andrew we're not done here okay because according to the office for national statistics in england in their publication titled deaths involving covid19 by vaccination status england deaths occurring between the 1st of april 2021 and the 31st of may 2023 of the 8000 766 COVID deaths in England after the rollout of the shots. Get this. 8,330 were in those fully vaccinated. You read that right. 8,330 of the 8,766 COVID deaths were in those fully vaccinated. That is 90 5% 
of people. Only 436 of those deaths, accounting for 5%, were in the unvaccinated. I just want to interject here just a little bit of context because there's numbers and dates that might... So let me just very briefly, I want to put a little bit more meat on this. Mm -hmm. The jabs get rolled out in England. Yes. Okay, the jabs are rolled out early in 2021. Yes. From April 1st, 2021 to May 31st, 2023, that's two years and two months. They're tracking so the, this. Yeah, so the jabs get rolled out. From the moment they get rolled out, for the next two years and two months after the jabs are rolled out, in those two years and two months after the jabs are rolled out, you had almost 9,000 COVID deaths, supposedly, mm -hmm. and the PCR test is junk. Yeah. So 9,000 COVID deaths over a period of just over two years since the rolling out of the jab, 95% of all of those deaths are vaccinated. This is not pre-jab. What? This is post-jab. <laughs> two years, 95% of all the COVID deaths fully jabbed. So that's as if the jabs are pr producing negative immunity at this point. bananas. Yeah. That it, is it, unbelievable. Just so everybody knows, as you've already made mention, some of these numbers we know they're they're kind of bogus. They're they're nonsense. There's a lot to uh, find suspect in these numbers. We know that we've we've so we've maintained that over and over and over again. But these are using their numbers. We're using their numbers, and their numbers are showing that basically since the rollout, or just a little bit after the rollout of the jabs, through the last two years. 95% of people in the UK who have died supposedly with COVID have been those who have been fully. Yet, Andrew, you still have the CDC ending its V-Safe website for vaccine-adverse effects reporting. So despite everything that we've said, the CDC, whoop, we don't want anything to do with it. Let's squash the V-Safe uh, website. This is from the Post Millennial. Quote, earlier this summer, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that's CDC, stopped collecting data on the adverse effects of COVID-19 vaccines through the agency's V-Safe website. Now, rather than displaying data collected from the mRNA vaccine, users are redirected to the FDA's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, that's VAERS, website for adverse events reporting. And the CDC's vSafe website now reads, thank you for participation. Data collection for COVID-19 vaccines concluded on June 30th, 2023. So how about a secret COVID lab operation in California to go along with all we're talking about without the residents of the city of Reedley knowing about it. Well, it sounds like the plot of a sci-fi movie, a hidden lab in a small town leads to a disaster. Well, apparently it's reality uh, in 2023. 
Well, the lab is real, and and this is from from Fox News. From October 2022 until spring 2023, this warehouse at 850 First Street in Reedley was operating a biological lab. It was a well-kept secret. After seeing signs of activity there, the city of Reedley asked the county Department of Public Health to investigate the spot. Quote, just a significant amount of 36 refrigerator freezers located on site, and there were a lot of biological agents. So there was a lot of content of blood, sermon, everything that a biological lab would normally have, said Joe Prado, assistant director of the Fresno County Public Health. Las Vegas-based Prestige Biotech was doing the testing, quote, they were utilizing laboratory mice to see whether or not the COVID test kits were actually testing for COVID. So that was the purpose of the laboratory mice on site. Just a quick product. quick correction. You said there was blood and sermons. Um, it would have been amazing if there were blood and sermons. There's blood and <laughs> serum. 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 Like they could use, they could use some, some sermons on the blood. <laughs> To, yes. to make them turn <laughs> blood of the cross. So, yes. <laughs> like so, when 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 someone showed me this story, by the way, one of the links we have is to Joe Prado and his press conference. It's about twenty seven minutes. I like Joe Prado. He seems like a guy I'd want to have a coffee with. He <laughs> seems like a no nonsense kind of guy. But did you hear about a secret lab operating in a small town of California? And here's the thing: the residents didn't know about it. That's what's so wild. You'd mm-hmm. think you'd want to know about a COVID testing lab, but yeah. no. No, that's okay. You don't need to know. And just for good measure, just because we love to give here on the dispatch, <laughs> here's another story from the Epic Times. Quote, COVID-19 cases among vaccinated seniors soared in 2021, according to newly disclosed data that was acquired by U.S. health agencies, but not presented to the public. Of course, Humatrix Cloud Services was contracted by the U.S. military to analyze vaccine data. The company performed a fresh analysis as authorities considered in 2021 whether COVID-19 vaccine boosters were necessary amid studies finding waning vaccine effectiveness. Humatrix researchers found that the proportion of total COVID-19 cases among the seniors was increasingly comprised of vaccinated people, according to the newly disclosed documents for the week ending on July 31st, 2021, Post-vaccination COVID-19 cases represented 73% of cases among people 65 and older, the company found. The elderly were 80% fully vaccinated at the time, which means statistically the jab does nothing. That's what those numbers mean, right? In Ontario, before they stopped tracking their hospitalizations by injection status, if 85% of the population is fully jabbed, but 85% of the people in ICUs with COVID are fully jabbed, guess what? The jab does nothing. That, that, that zeroes out, right? You can't say, well, if you look at the percentage of people, no, 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 that's right. Because the percentages are the same, those who don't get the jab are as likely to be hospitalized with COVID as those who do. And I would argue, and we've tried to make the case mm-hmm. with study after study after study after study, it's probably the case that those who've received multiple shots and have a weakened it. negative yeah. effu- immunity and they're probably more likely to get sick more severe and longer. But here, so 
this is the light, mm -hmm. right? Deep down in the dark sewer, shining the light for you to see this is what's actually going on, even though they're telling us, be afraid, it's coming back. Well, we have to expose yes. all this and say, this is actually what's going on. Yeah. Yes, and that's the juxtaposition of the first segment to this segment, right? This is what the messaging saying. This is the fear mongering that is taking place. But it's juxtaposed with this is the reality of things. So, and the reality of things is all these measures that are again being reflexively gone back to are the very things that actually led to more harm than good. And that's what we're seeing here with the truth that is slowly coming out over COVID. So I hope people understand what we're trying to do in showing all these stories compiled together. And we're not done yet. But before that, if you feel that big government and banks are too involved in your finances, Bitcoin is the solution for you. Bitcoin is the antithesis of central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. It is decentralized digital cash that puts you in full control of your money. With Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about government interference or banks censoring you in any way. As a freedom advocate, you know the importance of individual liberty and responsibility. Bitcoin is the ultimate expression of those values, enabling you to take control of your financial destiny and make transactions that align with your beliefs. So whether you're an experienced Bitcoiner or just getting started, Bull Bitcoin is the perfect place to buy and sell Bitcoin. Don't wait any longer to take control of your money. Sign up today using our referral link mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC and don't hesitate to contact their human support for any assistance from the get-go. That's mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC and we want to thank our friends at Bull Bitcoin who've been able to set up our anonymous Bitcoin donation on our website. Mm -hmm. We've actually had a number of you who have donated. I've seen obviously mm -hmm. not your identity but seen the logs. We've had a bunch of people who've donated by Bitcoin. Thank you so much. And because of the timing, I want to highlight friend of the show, Alan Armstrong, who we interviewed. His book is coming out, The Bible and Bitcoin. I recommend you go to his uh, church website, Lifegiver Church, and you get a copy of the book, if nothing else, to help you develop a biblical understanding of money, finances, mm -hmm. economics, monetary policy, how do we understand frank fraction reserve banking, how do we understand fiat currency. Christians don't talk about this. Mm -hmm. But get his book. Just the first two chapters alone are worth the cost of the book to help you look at financial policy and fiscal responsibility from a biblical perspective. But also then he makes the case, the moral case for Bitcoin. That's The Bible in Bitcoin by Alan Armstrong. Lifegiver Church is where you will find this. And if you read your scripture, God has a lot to say about mm -hmm. money and oh, equal yes. weights and measures. Yep, that's so. the whole thrust of the book, too. So, so a spot of good news in the never-ending COVID story. Several charges against pastors and churches have been stayed or dropped by courts in Canada. So the JCCF, and we have the announcement links as well, have announced the charges against Pastor James Coates, Pastor Tim Stevens, and our friend Michael Thiessen have been dropped now it doesn't mean that they've been acquitted or found innocent which would be ideal and would set the kind of precedent we want but the charges have been dropped without any fines which is good news that's good news it's not ideal news but we'll take good news now the same cannot be said for pastor henry hildebrandt 
of the Church of God in Elmer, Ontario. Now, all the charges against him were dropped except for one to which he pled guilty. And he now has to pay a $65,000 fine. It is interesting to note that in lieu of the fine, the church offered to donate $75,000 over one year to the Almer Food Bank to make amends to the community. So they had a $65,000 fine. The church said, we'll donate, we'll donate $75,000 to the food bank. The Crown Attorney, if you can believe it, declined its offer. And the fine will be going to the Ontario government because petty tyrants are petty. That is, that is just despicable. If, if, if no harm has been done, and, there, and instead of you getting your $65,000 to enrich your, sta your, your state coffers, they're willing to pay more than the fine to the food bank to help people struggling. But no, no, you have to fill your coffers because you're a petty tyrant so most charges dropped it is pretty it is pretty despicable most mm -hmm. charges dropped and it's better than hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in fines mm -hmm. it's a bittersweet moment for their church i'm sure we're still awaiting to see what happens with trinity bible chapel um because they still are expected to go to trial we don't we haven't heard anything more from them yet mm -hmm. but this is what we know so far charges dropped or most charges dropped and only one Mm -hmm. guilty plea from Henry Hildebrandt. So again, a little bit of a spot of good news. Do you know the charts they were brought up on? Specifically? I can't, I cannot remember okay. off the top of my mind. I was reading through some of the material before we got on. I remember when it first came out, um, okay. but I, I don't know if it was something to do with whether it was a reopen Ontario thing or it had to do with obstructing of officers Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly, but obviously they were okay. They were mm -hmm. okay with pleading guilty to this one charge yeah. and paying the $65,000 fine or, I mean, okay, given the alternatives. Yeah. I mean, a spot of good news for sure. I think, um, like you said, it's not the best news, obviously, but uh, we can be thankful nonetheless for the dropping of a bunch of those charges. Um yeah, so our last story is is one we've covered as a new information has come to light for the story. And we are extraordinarily sad to say that this story has reached a mournful end. And what we're specifically talking about is Alberta woman Sheila Annette Lewis, who we've talked about, like we've said, a bunch of times on the program. She was denied life-saving organ transplant because she refused to take the COVID injection, which we see does not work. And she went to court and went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada. And even there, she was denied the treatment, a grave injustice. And a give, set, and go was created to help fund her transplant at an American hospital. And the process itself has been tricky, to say the least. After literally fighting for her life, however, Sheila Annette Lewis has died before she was able to raise enough funds to receive the life-saving transplant. She was 58 years old. The actual organ in question has been redacted from court documents because evil tyrants obviously don't want us to feel anger towards them or sorrow for Sheila. 
But the reality is we in Sheila have lost a 58 year old woman because she was denied care because she didn't take an experimental gene therapy. Quote, I've got a lot to live for. Lewis told the bridge city news in November, 2022 quote, I have grandchildren. I have children like they they're grown men and they're my kids. Quote, taking this vaccine offends my conscience. I ought to have the choice about what goes into my body, and a life-saving treatment cannot be denied me because I choose not to take an experimental treatment for a condition, COVID-19, which I do not have and which I may never actually have. Lewis said this in an affidavit. The Alberta Court of King's Bench said that if it ruled in Sheila's favor, allowing her to have the transplant, there would be, quote, significant adverse public policy implications. So there you have it. That's, uh, by the way, friends. that's 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 a euphemism for we'd have to say we're wrong. Yes. Right. Significant adverse public policy implications. Mm -hmm. That is that is double speak for we'd have to say that we were wrong. Or we'd have to say that, you know, maybe we don't we, we shouldn't play this as hard as we have and we need to make exceptions where they're needed, but they're unwilling to do that. Mm -hmm. And so they're unwilling. They were on un, they, they they let a woman they, they refused. Treatment right. That this was their duty mm -hmm. to do what's required to save life. And they, they refused to do that and let a woman who should have lived die mm -hmm. because they are godless satanic evil corrupt mm -hmm. power driven or apathetic complacent spineless cowards that wouldn't stand up to the authorities or the officials above them but either way Whatever it doesn't happen matter to the hippocratic oath first do no harm it's apparently because, first do no harm to one's yeah. reputation that's, because that's because, what it is. because according to the book of revelation the cowards are the first one thrown into the lake of fire along with the murderers and the liars. So it, it, it doesn't matter. They all that that's where they all go when they don't turn to Christ in faith from the grievous sins that they've committed. So this is this is a tragic story that by the way, I'm sure you haven't seen blasted all over legacy media because they would not want you to feel like you said, Matt, they don't want you to feel anger towards the health establishment and our courts, which you are justified in feeling. And they certainly don't want you to feel any sympathy for this woman which yeah. you also should in her family. It's a tragic and, thing. And that's why you have to continue to tune into our shows and support what we're doing here because we're bringing you the whole kitten caboodle. We're bringing you the news that you're not getting from mainstream media and we're doing it from a Christian perspective to boot. The sad reality is instead of focusing in on this grave injustice, the scandalous court decision a decision that involves the corruption of medical institutions uh looking out for number one that leads to the death of a 58 year old donor i mean that's a compelling media story but because the media is so bought and in, into this narrative they disregard the life of people like sheila they think she's a scourge, somebody who should be forgotten. Her name shouldn't be in the news. And they're willing to bury and cover up the disgusting acts that have taken place 
by bureaucrats and government officials in essentially offering Sheila Annette Lewis on the sacrifice uh, on the altar of uh, public health and public health um, reputation. That is truly despicable. And I think all that could really be said about it is we pray that these men and women who were involved in denying this woman care at so many of these different levels that they would repent that they would turn to Christ and that they would flee the impending judgment to come because this is serious stuff and it, it needs to be um, dealt with soberly and, and, and seriously as well. So before we, before we kind of wrap up, I just want to offer our audience a little bit of how do we respond to this? What do we do now? Right? Because the reality is the messaging from the media is clear. The messaging from the health establishment is clear. The messaging from the state is clear. And what they want to do is they want us to be afraid. They want us to comply. They want us to bend and be weak and be isolated. And it can be, it can feel overwhelming. It, it, you can be gripped with despair. Oh, it's never going away. It's still here again. And it, th those feelings are increased if you're alone, if you're isolated. So uh, let me, let me offer just a few things kind of in terms of high level, you know, worldview precepts and then some practical stuff as well the first one is this is why we labor the point over and over again that you need to find yourself in a solid like-minded community of believers who will encourage you who will support you who will be there for you if you lose your job if this if the worst should happen if you find yourself being pressured to do something you don't want to do having brothers and sisters in christ around you who are like-minded to encourage you and build you up and embolden you and 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 give you strength is is of vital importance finding a good community of faith that will stand firm in the days ahead days ahead that's number one number two like pull your if if they are your kids need to be out of state-funded schools because if they bring mask mandates what are you going to do if they shut down schools what are you going to do cover your kids face bring them home anyways you might as well just get ahead of that Get ahead of that and and remove your kids from state-funded indoctrination centers. And we can help you. You might be thinking, how do I do it? I can't homeschool. What about curriculum? What about support? No one else agrees with me. We can help you. Reach out to us. Reach out to us. Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. I can find homeschool co-ops around you, organizations that will help support you, help you with resources and curriculum. We can help you do whatever it takes to get your kids out of these Marxist indoctrination centers so that they won't have to worry about covering up their faces or complying with any ridiculous mandates that would come or being subject to strikes and lockdowns ever again. So the education of your children is the second thing. Um, those are the great first two ways to start. So in terms of kind of practical, you know, how do we respond? We know we've been lied to. We know that this is all theater. We know what's really going on. Our stories in our episode today highlight that. So there's only one thing that you must do, and that is do not comply with any of it going forward, period, regardless of the cost. It might mean you're going to be cut off from certain comforts. It might mean that it'll make life more difficult and inconvenient. It's worth it. Your conscience and your freedom are worth it. I and many like me 
We're not allowed to get on planes. We're not allowed to travel across provinces. We couldn't go to restaurants or movie theaters or gyms. There were things that were, we were we were cut off. We had to deal with the scorn of evil looks of people as we went into certain places without masks on. It's worth it. My freedom of conscience and my integrity are worth it. Do not comply. Do not comply. Don't put the mask on, period. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they say. Don't go along with it. Don't give in. Don't bend. By the way, finding yourself in a good community helps with this. Because when you are cut off from things, when it is difficult, having people encourage you and support you will help you to be faithful, will help you to be strong in the days ahead. And there are plenty of good churches in this country and plenty of communities that will do just that for you. Oh, and by the way, I happen to know where they are and who they are. So you can ask for the help and I can point you in that direction. But maybe you do something like this. A friend was talking about this just the other day. Maybe when you have grocery stores or other places, if they reinstitute mask mandates, let's be, let's be preemptive here. Like let's be proactive. Plan on having a group of 20, 30 people from your church or whatever, go into the grocery store two by two every 30 seconds and get in the grocery store because you might say, I can't wear, I can't not wear a mask on my own. It's kind of scary. Great. Have a whole group. Let's do a flash mob. But the thing will be flashing will be our faces in grocery stores and in other stores. Go as a group, do it together. Don't be rude. Don't be loud, but just walk around. They're not going to kick 20 of you out. And if they are, you're there together. You'll be able to stand firm together. So as a practical thing to do, be ready for what might come and have plans in place to do, to have demonstrations where you'll say, no, as a group of us, we will not comply. We will not cover our faces. We know that masks don't work. So that's a lie. And we're people of the truth and our yes is yes. And our no is no. And we, we need to, we need to abide by our consciences, right? We can't bear false witness. And so th these are things that we do in groups, in communities, um, yeah, I just the the importance of being surrounded by like-minded people for our well-being, our spiritual health, the education of our children, and to build us up and to embolden us to be faithful men and women of integrity, to be honest, to be people of the truth, and to not comply. I cannot stress this. Do not comply. Do not bend. Do not give in because you know now it's all a lie. It's all a show. It's not real. You can't be a part of the game. Please, brother or sister in Christ, be faithful. Mm -hmm. um, Matt, there's a few other things here we have to mention before we kind of land the plane, and we will uh, we will bid our audience farewell until Thursday, uh, where uh, we hope not to leave you again for another two weeks anytime soon, because we know how wild the world gets, and you just you, you <laughs> need to be, be up to date. So long. if if can't be gone for that if long. If anything, we need more shows rather than less. <laughs> Um, if you do want to help support us again, please head over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate. We would really appreciate you do that. If you want to support the podcasting, leave a donation uh, in the analysis and show box. All donations for the, the podcast go directly to Christian Week. Um, if you want to help support the legal advocacy, um, click on other de designations uh, at the Liberty slash donate um, website and be sure to sign up for there. If you want to be an advertiser with us, please email at 
us at advertising at christianweek.org uh, to set up uh, to become a partner with us in our shows. You can also, again, find us on the FLF network uh, and, and their helpful new app over there. Uh, that's flfnetwork.com. And the, the new app is pub TV on your favorite um, app store. So we do appreciate you tuning in and it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery until next time. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.